0: Hey, hey, it's John Goldman. You're listening to Johnny's Secret Stash on Radio Harbor Country. It's WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, Michigan, and WRHZ 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. Uh, Harbor Country Hydroponics out of New Buffalo, Michigan is our sponsor, and uh, excited today to have Josh Keller, a trumpet player, guitar player from the Kalamazoo bass band Who Hit John on today. Uh, That intro was um, uh, the first part of a song called Angie off of the Great Recession Blues album from Who Hit John from 2011. And we're going to have Josh Keller on in just a few minutes. Before we get there, though, I want to play... Uh, the title track from Great Recession Blues and guess what it's called here we go
1: well I know that you
2: said it but boy you'll regret it if you don't take this job yes sir turning down a paycheck this economy is financial suicide so don't blame It's your patriotic duty to spend every last cent. So get off the work, drop to the mall. I buy just one, you can have them all. We'll kill all these great processions. It's just my thrive, so my local not at the ball. But don't buy one if you don't need it at all. Look, y'all, these great recession. Y'all these great recession. Y'all these great recession blues. Yes, these blues. Oh, okay, these
1: great recession.
0: Blues. All right. That's uh Who Hit John from Kalamazoo, Michigan. And we're gonna have Josh Keller in the studio. Well, by telephone shortly. Josh is a trumpet player for Who Hit John, and uh, that was from their 2011 album called Great Recession Blues, one of, I think, five albums that they have, uh, although I seem to only have access to four of them. But uh, Josh has been with them since uh, approximately 2011. We'll hear more about that in just a few minutes. And uh, I wanted to play one more song for you before we come on, and I'm going to do it from that same album because... I know that uh, John was involved with that one. And here we go with a song called Old Joe's Hitting the Jug. And I think this is probably representative of uh, the kind of jug music that they're playing. So this will be a good one. Here we go. Four, three, two, one. All right, I'm here with Josh Keller. Josh is the trumpet player, uh, guitar player, and bass player for Who Hit John? And Who Hit John's a kind of a bluegrass swing jug band out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. And they've got a show coming up in Fenville, Michigan at Salt of the Earth. Um, I think it's called Salt of the Earth, Rustic. That's right. Uh, an American restaurant. And actually, I looked at their website. It looks pretty good. <laughs> That'll be fun. It uh, is.
3: I, I would play there just for the food. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so have you guys actually played there before? Is this a first time for you there?
3: We, we play there not every single year, but but they, they do music, I think, just once a week. And so it's kind of a, a longer rotation to get bands back in but most years we play usually december january february time frame and um and we love it there it's yeah. a great room excellent food the, the believe it or not the one of the key one of the like their star dishes is their brussels sprouts they like really do them with bacon and all uh-huh. yeah all their well, that does amazing. sound pretty so, good <laughs> yeah
0: well that sounds good
3: uh, yeah so we love it there
0: and uh, the band who hit John uh, is on mm-hmm. their fourth album. Is that right? So, uh, Whistle Stop. Um, I'm sorry.
3: Whistle on the rail is our our most recent. Whistle um, on the rail, right? Actually, we haven't we haven't done any recording for a little while, so we're kind of due to to get something else out. Um, four out of the five of us have young kids, so ah. it's uh, it's been a little hard to get into the studio. But I can I mean, imagine. I think there'll be another one at some point down the road. Yeah.
0: Do you guys have a place where you go and practice on, uh, you know, uh, on occasion? Is that how you get ready for shows and stuff?
3: Yeah, yeah. We um, we actually just uh, last night we were rehearsing over at Mark's house. Mark is the the main bass player. You said I was bass player. I, I fill in a little bit when he sure. uh, plays guitar on one of his songs. But um, usually we practice over at Mark's. Or actually, we've got a monthly uh, uh, standing gig at. Um, at a like an Irish pub, just a great little neighborhood bar here in Kalamazoo called O'Duffy's. We play there the first Thursday of every month, so that's kind of almost like our home base. Our not exactly rehearsal, but that keeps us fresh, right? And, um,
0: well, and I think you, you know, recorded in, in touch part with of the
3: music and stuff.
0: And I think you recorded recorded part of Great Recession Blues at
3: that. Place, that's right,
0: Old O'Duffy's. That's pub.
3: right. We we packed that place and set up all the microphones. We had our um, Recording engineer Brian Heaney, um, man, now that I know more about that, I, I can't imagine what a nightmare that must have been, um, to try to, because it's, it's not very conducive space to getting a good recording, um, and he did a great job. Um, so, yeah, we recorded live with our audience, and we, we actually did two sets that were basically the same, so that we could take, you know, the best, um, the best takes from each set, Um and then we finished up that studio, that, that album in the studio. Um, so it's about half and half,
0: actually. Yeah, right. Like, it seems like the first part of the album was uh, studio recordings, and the second part had that real lively um, audience participation. That sounds nice. Yeah,
3: and actually, actually, we, we made the cut right in the middle of one of the songs. Um, oh wow! Because we really loved the the live version. There's a song that goes from a slow part to a fast part, and there's like a break in the middle, and um, and we we absolutely loved the one of the energy of one of the live takes, and um, but we, I don't remember what the problem was with the both from both sets. The slow takes were not good, so we said, well, let's do the slow one in the studio, and that's where, the, <laughs> so that's right that's in the, the middle line. of the album. And, yeah, yeah. It's
0: funny that it's almost like uh, that Bob Dylan album where uh, he did half on electric and half acoustic, you know, right at the point where he was breaking away from uh, uh, the folk scene. Yep.
1: What were everybody uh, lost their minds? Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. That was a big deal. What were um, some of the music that influenced you when you were growing up, learning music, that kind of thing?
3: Oh gosh. You know, I was raised well, my music my family became musical um my parents were both music lovers and my dad played guitar and sang a little bit but not neither of them were really musicians um but they both you know they i was raised on the beatles and motown and um some james taylor and um and then also had you know was lucky enough to have parents who i think when i was like probably younger than 10 went to see broadway shows and stuff so all sorts of stuff. And then when I started playing trumpet in uh, school, then started listening to jazz. um, And uh, so I I would say my biggest musical influence on how I play now is uh, the trumpet now um, has to be that traditional new Orleans jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I came to that a little bit later. I mean, I, I knew Louis Armstrong and a little bit of that stuff. Um, and before that, but um, it was it was later on. It was actually in college. I joined up with this band. Um, I'm from the D.C. area, and I joined up with this band that um, was kind of a a learning program. It was it was this guy ran it to to teach traditional styles of jazz um, to younger players. Um, you know, a lot of what's taught today is all bebop and, all right. and beyond and and he was really you know we did a little bit of swing but mostly it was like the new orleans chicago style jazz from the 20s, the 20s 30s, 30s uh-huh. and yeah exactly, up, up pretty much everything up to charlie parker we we covered and um and man i found my voice in that i never i never really quite i played in big bands and and did did a little some other stuff but i never really found my voice with With that kind of bebop or more modern jazz, Uh and when I started playing this, and then especially when I visited New Orleans for the first time, it's almost like
0: that must have been like going home after having all that experience in um, learning how to play those kind of songs, like Preservation Jazz Hall and stuff like that.
3: Yep. Yeah. You know, I was actually there. So I went once before Katrina. I was there once on, like a college trip, and then I actually spent a few months there after separately not not musically but I, I saw a lot of music um and um i was actually went on the night the preservation hall reopened after katrina i mean it was You're like kidding wow like right we, in we were 2005 like
0: six, or 2006 yeah it was
3: 2006 it would have been it would have been so it was about eight or nine months after the storm it was like may or june or something yeah um of that of 2006 and you know heard music there and I think it, it's almost like you can study a foreign language and 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 learn all the parts and everything, but you gotta like go be around people who speak the language to right, really get right.
0: the the immersion. And, and that's
3: what it was like when I came home from that, and and you know they they heard me play again, um, and I, they were like something's different. <laughs> and the funny thing was, I hadn't I hadn't been playing trumpet very much. Like my my chops were like gone. I mean, it was like I mean not. It, I, I I couldn't hit the high notes as well as I used to, and it was a little bit. But there was something there that I had just kind of through osmosis. Yeah. Up, I guess.
1: Well,
0: I mean, uh-huh. it's listening. You you pulled in that sound and the rhythm and all that, and yeah. uh, it sounds like you were able to to you know make yeah. that a part of your your music after you got back from there. So you weren't actually playing when you were in New Orleans?
3: No, I I can't remember if I. I mean, I have played. Um, I brought my trumpet along, I've been there a few times, and I can't remember if I had my horn that time, um, but I was not there I was in AmeriCorps, and I was doing doing uh, some relief work
0: uh-huh. there, actually. oh, so, Good, yeah, that, and yeah. I remember um, well, I didn't get to New Orleans too much prior to Katrina, but I was there almost yeah. exactly a year afterwards, and I happened to go to Preservation Jazz Hall, and I don't think it had anything to do with the, um, the the hurricane, but I was sort of stunned at how it's just this, it almost feels like a cave. It's, uh, you know, bare walls yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just stone or brick or whatever, and it's like oh. a dirt floor. It's very rustic in there. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, and then these guys are playing and, and you know, everyone's quiet and, and riveted by the music. So that must have been... Yeah quite the thrill to be able to see that. Yeah. And and I'm sure there was something about, you know, the desire to resurrect New Orleans and, and bring it back. And, and so uh, it was one of those things where like every second of being there felt significant. So for you to have been there for two months, just eight months after that, that you must've, you know, yep. had the opportunity to kind of bring it all in and, and, uh, and yep. gather it all up. What an opportunity, yeah
3: it was incredible i wish I wish I had done even more we We stayed outside the city we were were actually working in one of the next parishes
0: but uh-huh.
3: you know a, any weekend i could we we went into the city and saw some music and um yeah it was it was really quite an experience and I've been back a few times since then um most recently a couple of years ago, my wife and I went before our first kid was born and and just got to really that was the first time I was there is totally a tourist.
0: Uh huh, right. It's more of an adult place. visit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, that must yeah. have been fun too. Uh, and, and so I'm, it sounds like then you sort of incorporated more of that New Orleans style into your playing. And did you have opportunities yeah. to play like, uh, you know, free form, you know, being able to just kind of play it how you wanted to after that? Were you with any bands that allowed you to do yeah. that? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. You know that was at that time I was still living in D.C. and and that was the the band that I played with um, was called the Capital Focus Jazz Band and like I said it was a youth youth band I mean right it was high school college post college even up to about age of twenty six I think was the cutoff uh-huh. so it was um, and um, so I played with that and that band actually I got to go to to England we went to a, a jazz festival in England we went to the North Sea Jazz Festival a cool student group um, we went to a festival in Switzerland. I mean, it was just, just an awesome experience to be in that band and what go an play this music. And,
0: yeah.
3: Um, and so we, we had all sorts of, you know, that, that's, that was my really formative as far as playing this music. And, you know, I played with other, other groups, um, kind of as an outgrowth of that. And then in 2008, I, I moved to Michigan actually for a job, um, that, um, took me away from playing music quite as much for a little while. And about a year later, I started, um, actually became friends with some of these guys that were, um, in this band called who hit John and went to hear them play and liked their music. And, and at that time, the band was really just, uh, like strictly a string band, you know, they kind of started, they, they kind of started as a, uh, old crow medicine show cover
0: uh-huh. band. Oh yeah. Um, Is that right?
3: And yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, it was guitar, mandolin, banjo, bass, and fiddle. Sort of rock. Bluegrass. The first two albums. Yeah, I mean it, it kinda you know, edging on bluegrass song, but kinda old timey. Um uh-huh. you know, the the a little rougher around the edges and um you know, claw hammer banjo instead of the Scruggs style and mm-hmm. um and so they were doing their thing and i i got to be friends with them and heard them a little bit and then um a couple members left the band and um and i said oh we should jam sometime let's and i came over one time and i think their in their repertoire was uh, st james infirmary and uh and i i knew that on trumpet you know that's an old new orleans standard um
0: and that's on and, that great recession blues album i can see
3: That's right yeah that's right they had just started kind of covering that and so i I jumped in and I played that and I think it was right after that and they kind of looked at each other and said, okay, you're in the band. <laughs> I said, well, wait a oh. minute. <laughs> I, th- I thought we were just jamming, you know, I thought, and um, and it's been a really, that's been like kind of the second piece of my musical education because I, I had played guitar, you know, I was the kid in middle school and high school who had a guitar and, you know, in, in those days we had to actually download and print off the tabs from the internet um, but, <laughs> uh, y- y- instead of just pulling them up on my phone. But I, w- uh, I would, you know, download stuff and learn, you know, I was kind of mostly self-taught on guitar and never got real serious about it. And, um, you know, they had some repertoire that the trumpet fit in, but a lot of it, it was like, yeah, there's no room for the trumpet in here. And um, and so I started playing guitar along with the band and because um, their guitar player was the one who left. And oh, so that yeah. I had to get... I had to get my right hand up to speed real quick, um, as far as uh, strumming, playing that silent picking, and, yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: yeah, um, it, it sounds pretty difficult to pick up the guitar and then all of a sudden try to be a you know a, a good picker like that. So that's quite an achievement. Uh, obviously, you knew you know, music from it, playing the trumpet, but uh, to um, and I, I mean, I had played that. guitar.
3: I, I knew my chords and everything. You all know, right. I knew a lot of that stuff, but I just had never it was always just kind of strumming in my bedroom or um, around a campfire or something. And it didn't really matter. Um, you know, our, a friend of ours um, I don't know if you ever heard of Andrew Bemis. He's from, uh, he's from South Haven and just an awesome banjo player and singer songwriter um, and does a lot of, he's kind of in the old time style, um, of banjo playing and singing. And he said, you know, the thing I love most about Hu Chan is like, nobody knows how to play their instrument when they join the band. And it was kind of true, you know, in, this is before I joined the band, I think I joined in 2010 and I think they started in 2006 and it was really with the accession of Nathan, the fiddle player, um, who was like a classically trained violinist. The other guys were really kind of just learning their instruments and um, wanted to have fun. And, and then it kind of just grew from there. And so I, I think it was kind of, you know, part and parcel of of the band was even though I knew what I was doing on trumpet, I really uh, really had to learn a lot on the guitar when I joined the band. So,
0: yeah, no. I, uh, who are the members of the band?
3: So, uh, actually, our, so our current lineup is me, and I, I mainly play trumpet and guitar, and occasionally bass. Um, our bass player is Mark Duval, and he's um, he's been in Kalamazoo for a long time, and had bands of his own. And so he's a singer songwriter too. And so sometimes I'll switch over to bass. He plays guitar and harmonica. Um, Nathan Dannison is our fiddle player. Uh, Nick Vander plays mandolin and guitar. And um, Dan Stevens is a banjo player, plays a little slide guitar too. So, and it's funny that, you know, this is the, lineup that was back in 2010 when I joined the band, this is the lineup we had then, but then like uh, a year later, Nathan moved away for a couple of years and we had a different fiddle player for a while and that fiddle player. So on, on um, whistle on the rail, it's actually a different fiddle player, Ishtar Hernandez. who's. But then he moved out to California right as Nathan was moving back. And um, most recently we had a different banjo player for a little while because Or I'm sorry. uh, Yeah, no. Because Dan moved out to California, and then we had a different banjo player for a little while, and then that banjo player was moving to North Carolina, and Dan was moving back from California. So it it (laughs) It all
0: seems. Yeah, it all seems to work out. That sounds great. Uh, And so, um, you know, how do you guys come up with the name Who Hit John? So, (laughs) what's the origin (laughs) of that? I guess you weren't around back then, but.
3: No, I wasn't. Um, you know, it's actually an old slang for for hooch, for like cheap whiskey.
0: Is that right? Um, there is a whiskey and, company called Who Hit John. There's a whiskey Who Hit John oh, whiskey.
3: Well, that's it's it's an old slang for whiskey. Oh, for, okay. And, and they think specifically actually. for cheap for cheap whiskey, and so they they must have taken it from that. Apparently, um, like we had a fan come up once and 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 give us a, a John Wayne movie that there there's a quote. In, in a John Wayne movie where he says something like, I hope you know enough to know that who hit John and guns don't mix, you know? So it, it's, it's I don't know a tough exactly. Guy, the origins saying, of that. Yeah, exactly. And, um, so that's the, I don't know exactly how they settled on that name back <laughs> in, you know, 13 or 14 years ago, but, um, but that's what it means.
0: Uh, gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. That's and it kind of, it kind and of that fits, makes sense. You know, it's kind uh, of, all fits with the, uh, you know, the style of play and, and, uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're
3: kind of the raucous, you know, um, you know, I think early, the early who hit on was kind of wall of sound, just fast playing in your face, kind of raucous. And, um, and, and, and we still do some of that, you know, but I think we've kind of refined it and it's just very eclectic nowadays. Um, you know, people ask what kind of music do you play? And I say, Well, I mean I guess the best description is acoustic roots. Um uh-huh It's
0: so hard to but to it, put a genre or identify a band by exactly. genre these days. I mean, everybody has yeah. their own style and it's almost uh, almost offensive. I mean, you know, you don't want to be stuck into a you know, a pigeonhole and, and you guys uh-huh. really do all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. I notice a big sound difference between the um um the Great Recession Blues album and uh the uh, Whistle on the Rail I mean it, you know first it, it, the uh, it, it does sound more polished like you guys have yeah. grown into your instruments I guess. Mm-hmm. What was the, the recording process think... you followed uh when you guys did uh that Whistle on the Rail album? Did you re- record it at the same place you recorded res- um, um, The Great Recession Blues?
3: No, you know, you know Great Recession Blues um And I love that album for so many reasons. And it was also put together pretty quickly. Um, I had just joined the band. Things had kind of coalesced. We played a lot that, that year. And then Nathan was leaving for grad school. And we said, we gotta, we've got to record this before we go. (laughs) So we kind of, we recorded like, like half of it was live, like you said earlier. And then we did, we did like three days of recording actually just at one of our houses. Um, and and that was it. It was like, OK, we we've got this timeline and we, we got to get this on record. And and I'm really happy with that. You know, it's a good document of what we did then. Well, Whistle on the Rail, we really took a lot longer. I mean, I think that was from the first recordings we did for that to the time the album came out it was probably a year. Um, and we took our time. We we worked with um, Ian Gorman, who's a great engineer and has got his own studio, La Luna studios here in Kalamazoo Uh um, works with just lots of great musicians Um, so we really took our time with that and kind of consciously wanted to make that much more polished and 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 had more finances had more time had so I think that's kind of the um the the difference there um is and of course we were growing as musicians too so
0: yeah well, one thing that struck out, you know, uh, uh, jumped out at me was that these are really packed albums. I mean, twelve, thirteen tracks on each album, and not you yeah. know, insignificant songs. I mean, it's—I uh, I would imagine that on a vinyl record, that it, you might not even. I, do you guys have vinyl records that you that you press? You know, for we've
3: never—we've never put out. I a wonder vinyl if it would fit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't right. Know. It might not.
0: It's really also kind of cool yeah. that for um, Whistle on the Rail, you've got like a 30-second intermission before the uh, before the last song, almost like, um, you know, coming back out oh, for yeah. an encore. That's a cool, that's a, a fun little, production. There's a
3: little secret track on there. That, and that's actually, I think, a live recording, that last. um
1: Gardinos. That was Ishtar,
3: our violin player at the time. Uh-huh. Um, he, he, he sang that. He's from Puerto Rico originally, and so we wanted to, again, just the eclecticness of, of what we do. We wanted to get that, um, his, his Spanish singing in there. And, um, that was, that was always a hit with a certain, certain demographic when we played it, you know, uh, uh, so,
0: so um, you're one of the, I mean, each one of you participates in the songwriting for each of these albums and songs. And, uh, you know, how, how do you approach your songwriting for these albums?
3: You know, typically it's it's somebody brings in a song um, and we don't we don't tend to write too much together. We do a lot with the arrangement and uh, and kind of, right. you know, what we're how we're going to present the song. We do that together, but we pretty much write on our own for the most part. We've done a little bit of writing together, um, but but generally it's like, OK, this is Mark's song. This is Nick's song. This is my song. Um And back when the band first started, there was actually, uh, I guess they made a rule at one point. You either had to come to rehearsal with a new song or a case of beer. And, um, (laughs) I think it's on, I don't remember which album it's on. It's on one of the first two, um, Heirloom, maybe there's a song called Money for Beer. Uh Yeah. Um, I think it's on that And, and Nathan came if they said, all right. You don't have a case of beer, so where's your song? And his song was, well, I didn't have money for beer, so I wrote this song. And <laughs> that's
0: uh, actually, it like, looks like it's off of the Old Grey Road album from That's Okay,
3: so it was that early. But it is the last track, so understood. I've got a minute or two left here. And yeah, so I sure. I don't know if there's any other...
0: Well no, I listen I uh I think that I stretched I, I I held you on for even longer than you originally said and I definitely appreciate your time. Josh Keller yeah. from uh Who Hit John and you guys are playing at uh, Salt of the Earth restaurant in uh, Fenville on Sunday. Uh what would that be? January um I think it's the 12th. The 12th. Yeah. Uh what time it's, you guys uh, starting?
3: 6 6 to 8 and um People should call and get reservations. There's, there's, you don't have to eat dinner, but I, if you're coming out there, I highly recommend it. And I, I think usually they want people to get there by about five thirty and kind of get settled and get their order in so that then at six, when the music starts, you can kind of be focused more on the music. Yeah, so, it Sounds like um, a lot
0: of fun. And, uh, you you have, you'll have merchandise there too.
3: Yep. Okay. Yep. We'll, Good. we'll be there.
0: <laughs> All right. Great. Josh, thank you very much. And uh thank you Josh. Hope to see you around. Take care.
3: Yeah. Okay. Bye. That's that's great. Thanks. Take care.
0: What a pleasure. Josh Keller from Who Hit John. And you know I'm going to play some of their songs and uh uh first of all, let me do the this is Johnny Secret Stash and you're listening to us on Radio Harbor Country, uh WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, Michigan. And uh, WRHZ 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. And Johnny's Secret Stash is underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics out of New Buffalo, Michigan. For everything you need to grow your own secret stash. Uh, Josh was talking about that song Money for Beer. Let's check that one out and uh, play a couple of their songs. Here we go with uh, Money for Beer. It is, um,
3: God damn it, Nate.
2: <laughs> Why is he whispering in that mic over there? Uh, is he he's doing? plotting
4: with Drew to oh, us
5: Man. Drew, do it Shh, go. Are you ready, Drew? Okay, here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, ready? <laughs> ready. Uh,
4: you
1: ready?
6: Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, I ain't had money for beer, so right. fuck. You
0: gotta jump into
5: that, dude. That's a little drunk. bit more of an existential crisis, Drew. I don't. Know. <laughs> All, <coughs> All
6: right,
5: right people. Right. Let's
6: just, yeah, okay. I'm gonna need you to not sound like a drunk. I person. know because oh, I'm kind hang of hang like
5: it's it's. Well, yes, you you'll we'll, we'll sharpen it up. It it'll be good. You'll see. It'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. song So dry I think the end Might be near If you had a little Charity You might consider Helping me alleviate my bright. Really hate Singing But I surely Ain't jank So all Got nothing Better to do I have My
0: money for beer all right uh and uh that that was basically the story there that josh was telling us about so that was kind of cool uh but i also want to play a song from their newest album whistle on the rail uh here is crooked trail here we go That was Crooked Trail, an awesome one. That also was from Whistle on the Rail, uh, their 2000, Who Hit John's 2013 album. Uh, And when Josh and I were talking, we talked about this, uh, the intermission that they have, like at the end of the album. And then like this sort of secret bonus track, which was recorded, which was uh, uh, done by the former banjo player. So let's check that one out, Dos Gardenias. And uh, we're listening to Who Hit John, playing Sunday at um, Salt of the Earth Restaurant in Fenville. Here we go.
7: Dos Gardenias para ti Con ellas quiero decir Te quiero, te adoro mi vida, Pone todo tu atención, que son su corazón y en el mío, dos gardenias para ti, que tendrán todo el calor de un beso, como los que yo te vi y que jamás encontrarás en el calor de otro querer y a tu lado viviré y te hablarán como cuando estás conmigo hasta creerán que te mira Enseñas de mi amor, se muere. Es porque han adivinado que tu amor me ha traicionado
1: y existen por querer.
7: lado vivirán y te como cuando estás conmigo
1: hasta
7: creerán que te dirán te quiero y si un atardecer las cartenas de mi amor Tu amor me ha traicionado Y existe otro querer Es porque He adivinado Que tu amor me traicionado Y existe otro Querer
0: Who hit John with dos gardenias and you could definitely hear uh Josh there on the trumpet um all right, here we go. I want to play you this one from their two thousand eleven album The Great Recession Blues, which you know definitely has that um that uh re- well recession era music theme to it um sounds like a lot of them or some of them were sort of covers. Uh, and in fact, in my conversation with Josh, we talked about an old time uh, depression era song St James Infirmary St James Infirmary blues i 'm going to play that for you right now <laughs>
6: Me straight leg shoes I want a black coat Instead some hats Put a $20 gold piece On my watch chain So the gang will know I died standing it back. And I want six bartenders For my Paul A Pretty waitress come sing me a song And I want Who hit John on my hearse top Raising some hell As I'm rolling along Another round of the booth. If anyone should ask you, well, I got the St. James Infirmary booth. In
0: James and from Who Hit John off of their Whistle on the Rail album. Uh, you know, as I was saying, Who Hit John's playing at um, the uh, Salt of the Earth restaurant in Fenville on Sunday, January 12th. That sounds like it'll be a fun little adventure. Uh, apparently, you need to get there early, though, uh, so you can get your seat. But in the meantime, I'm going to play, um, play the very next song off uh, Great Recession Blues called Way Down in the Hole. Here we go.
2: You better walk your
5: back when I beg your pardon. Walk the straight and narrow track.
0: the hole all right you've been listening to johnny secret stash on radio harbor country wrhz 93.5 out of uh, sawyer michigan and wrhz 106.7 out of three oaks michigan johnny secret stash is underwritten by harbor country hydroponics out of new buffalo michigan For everything you need to grow your own secret stash. Before we close out, I want to play for you a song from the, uh, let's do, uh, yeah, let's do another song from Great Recession Blues. Uh, How about Old Joe's Hitting the Jug? Well, actually, I think we already played that one. You know what? Let's do this one. This has got to include Josh Keller on it. It's uh, when the Saints go marching in. You can't get much more New Orleans than that. Good night, everybody.